Citizens, you're now trapped in a nerd cage with your hosts Mark and Jay. We hope you have a smashing good time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, hello and welcome. That's right, you're trapped in nerd cage live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight. Please hit the like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, coming to you live from Syracuse, New York, and always with me, my man, The Fiend from Louisville, Mark Withers. What's shaking, boss? What's going on, man? Super excited to be here as usual. And I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to waste any time. Jay, I know you took a road trip this weekend to go see New Mutants because the theaters in New York are still not open, but they are open I in know. Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> so that's dedication, man. But uh, yeah, I don't want to waste any more time. I've been chomping at the bit to, to try to find out exactly what this movie was and how good it was. So yeah, let us know what you thought of it, man. What did you okay, think? For, for, I did post on the Facebook, uh, on the Nerd Cage Facebook page, I did a live reaction of walking out of the theater. So uh, I saw a lot of people saw that. So thank you for viewing that. So I'm just going to echo what I said uh, when I walked out of the theater and I took more time to think about it. The movie wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't downright terrible, and again, I avoided all the reviews and the spoilers. I want to, see, I didn't want to be swayed, but the um, the movie was not downright awful, and it's far from the worst X Men movie, but it's not great, far from the best. Uh, so I, it, it's middle of the pack X Men for me. Right. I mean, it's better than your Apocalypse, your X Men Three, your your Wolverine prequels, but it's but it's better than those. And that's basically that's just basically it. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna start with the positives, okay? Let's let's start with the positives. Um, right. I loved the cast. I love all five of the, the main cast members. They were great. Uh, the woman running the um, the uh, facility, she was right. awesome too. Um, again, great. It was a great cast. I loved their chemistry. Uh, though I just feel bad. For, I mean, other than Maisie Williams, like the other the other ones really haven't been in much. I kind of feel bad that they are kind of. Uh, stooped out of their opportunity because of the, of, of the you know the craziness behind the scenes of this movie and you know obviously with the delays and everything. Right. Um, but they were great. It was the great characters, great chemistry. Um, they had their moments, and they had great moments. There, there are moments in this movie that just made me cheer. I'm like, yes, I, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. And then, and then for every great moment, there was like, oh come on, and oh really? Right. You know the special effects were spotty to say the least. The the there was a lot of awkward cuts, um, you know, between scenes. There's some awkward cuts there. Um, they shamelessly stole stock footage from another X Men movie. It was actually Logan. You'll know it when you see it. Oh wow! It was shameless. Does, it, give, does I mean, it reference? Does it reference Logan at all? Well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't. No. Okay. So obviously, we know X Men's kind of kind of got a convoluted timeline. From right. what I gather, um, the this definitely takes place in the same timeline as like uh, X-Men Apocalypse, right. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, they clearly make reference to the X-Men. As you know, the character Magic, right. she's uh, Colossus's little sister. Right. Uh, polar opposites, by the way. Um, and Sunspot was really cool. Now, for those who don't know who Sunspot is, he was briefly in Days of Future Past. Right. Um, he was the, you know, he's like the human torch of X-Men pretty much, but he doesn't fly. But what's cool about his version is that since he's a younger version, mm -hmm. uh, he he doesn't he doesn't know how to control his powers because 
basically every time I'm trying to put this appropriate, every time he gets like aroused is when mm-hmm. he can't control his body heat and the right. So he can't like he's he's learned to control his powers, but he can't. Um, you know, and uh, so like I said, there there's some really great. Like I said, I liked the characters. I liked you know they were cool. Their powers were awesome. But it's sh- and like I said, they had a great chemistry on screen. But it's just, you know, like I said, the st- and the story was good. It just wasn't executed very well, and the finale was very underwhelming. Okay. Um. So, you know, it's just again, it's a middle of the pack X Men movie. I, yeah. I and here's what really sucks though: is there were seeds planted. There mm-hmm. were seeds planted of what we could expect if the Disney merger never happened there are seeds planted that would lead to like bigger things in the X-Men universe or the New Mutants universe and unfortunately we're not going to get that I won't go into spoilers I'll give it away but um for what we we know here's the thing for some of the X-Men villains that we didn't get that we all wanted seeds were planted there and they were building up to it and it's just unfortunately we're not going to get it so if this merger never happened i would have loved to see another new mutants or another chapter in the x-men saga it just sucks you know we're not going to get it right right and that's kind of on par with uh some of the other reviews that i've kind of seen um with like uh i i know that uh, i think emergency awesome kind of gave a review and jeremy johns kind of said something similar yeah. Um, let me ask you this though, because yes. this was supposed, this was touted, you know, when, before the, before the merger, when, you know, when they were still working on it, yes. uh, Josh Boone had said that this was going to be, uh, a sort of a merging of comic book genre and horror. Does it do either one of those particularly well? I'm so glad you mentioned that, uh, cause it, you just re retrigger something in my mind here. So. I remember when I first saw the new Mutants trailer back in 2016. I forgot what movie I went to go see, but they sh- that trailer came out of nowhere, and it looked spooky. And you saw like these Nightmare on Elm Street elements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there are stuff I remember from those trailers that you, that you, you didn't see in this movie. Really? So I I am wondering if like this movie, obviously this there's got to be mo- multiple cuts of this movie. Right. Um, there were some like spooky scenes, but it wasn't like terrifying there was nothing terrifying about it. i'm sure that's what disney kind of like maybe had their hands on it saying sure. hey this is too too horror or too dark you need to tone this down i bet you that's what happened because it wasn't i mean some of the horror elements were there but it just wasn't like terrifying or it didn't give the same vibe that the first the original trailer did uh right. fun fact um keeping it in the horror realm so the voice of like those monsters you see in the trailer there is actually Marilyn Manson. Marilyn really? Manson is in this. Yes, Marilyn Manson is in a. If you want to be technical, a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was that watching the credits, awesome. and there it was. The voice of the blah 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 monsters, Marilyn right. Manson. I'm like, wow. I mean, I didn't recognize, you know, the right. voice, but yeah, Marilyn Manson is in this movie. <laughs> right now, oh, and another thing, they uh-huh. filmed this movie in Massachusetts. Okay. So I thought that was kind of neat that it wasn't filmed in your typical Hollywood or somewhere else. It was, you know, I mean, obviously the budget of this movie was small because it was basically in one location the whole time. Right. This, right. this asylum that they're in. And there's more to the assignment. Again, I don't want to give it away. Um, but yeah, there, like I said, there are some elements there. It's just, like I said, the horror element that we were all expecting, I didn't really get that. I mean, they were sprinkled in there, but it wasn't like a scary movie. At least I was i mean i if i had kids i wouldn't have a problem taking my kids to see this right so we're not like when they say scary we're not talking in terms of like 
you know, intense gore or any kind no. of like really like suspenseful like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the suspense, you know. Right. I mean, there were moments, but not like it wasn't like centralized. Like when I saw the trailer, I thought this was to be like a centralized like right. this is gonna be these mutants trapped in the asylum and it's gonna be terrifying. We didn't. It, that really wasn't necessarily what we got. Right. Right. Okay, well, let me ask you this then. Um, you know, I know that it's sort of like a so-so, you know, movie in your opinion that is sort of the consensus among a lot of pundits, a lot, uh, among a lot of the critics. Uh, as someone who hasn't gone to a theater yet. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good way you to know, wrap this part up. Would you, would you say that this is worth going into a theater versus just kind of waiting until you have a PV, PVOD experience. Is there okay. something about this that would make it better to see it in a theater? Okay, here's the thing. Um, if you if you have a local theater not far from you, why not go? Right. Because it felt right. good for me. It felt great to see a movie in the movie theater. I I, I love. I was so happy to go walk into a theater and enjoy the movie. Um, but here's the thing. I drove two hours from from Syracuse, New York, yep. 81 South, all the way to Scranton, Pennsylvania. It was a two hour drive for me. Um, I think if it was, if it wasn't if it was somebody else that drove, they probably would have been really really mad that they drove all the way there and drove all the way back. <laughs> um, me, like I I was like I I want to see a movie. I was starving for a movie, and again I'm a regal uh, sure. you know a regal free pat movie pass holder. Movie pass. So, um, but yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, I tell everybody this. This movie is definitely a VOD. This movie should have been put to VOD. But if you have a local theater that's open and you're, if you're willing, to, I, I won't go as far as saying taking the risk. If you're willing to go out and see it, uh, go. Now listen, I felt safe personally at Regal because one, it was dead. There's barely anybody there. There's maybe six other people in the giant IMAX theater. So I felt right. safe. Regal is doing the extra precautions. Like they spent more time cleaning the theater prior to the movie. They don't let you sit down until 10 minutes before the movie. Because oh, wow. they, they spent that much time sanitizing everything. Obviously mask, obviously everything else. So, so the movie theater itself did its thing on keeping, trying to keep it, you know, under protocol, keeping everybody safe. But like, um, but if it was a packed theater, I might maybe would have felt a little different. But since the movie wasn't packed, I felt okay. So, right. so, the, so I just tell for everybody who, who wants to like see this in theaters, like if you don't want to risk it, then don't feel bad. I think if you wait till VOD would be the better move. Okay. All right. That's good to know. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you, I know that you talked about some of the guidelines and stuff like that. Were there any capacity um, guidelines or anything like that? Any capacity <laughs> rules? So like, let's Not say if it was a packed theater, they would just yeah. let as many people as wanted to see it just go in there versus it being like a 50% or a 25%. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't, th I don't think there was because like you would think like maybe they'd have like tape over like every other seat. Right. No, they didn't. They just, it was all open. But I mean, obviously I, I see, I bought a seat uh, behind the, the walkway on the end. So okay. I, I picked, I specifically picked a seat where I knew I was going to be safe. Like, okay, if I pick a, a seat at the very end of the row there, the worst case scenario would be one person sitting next to me instead of two. So, gotcha. um, so, but yeah, I don't think there was any like capacity guidelines. If there was, I didn't see. So I don't know if they're like, I don't know if every state state's going to enforce that or not. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know for those of us that have not uh, yet gone into a theater. I know that here in Kentucky, uh, our theaters just opened up this weekend, I believe. So 
Um, I didn't get a chance to go see New Mutants or anything else, but probably in the very near future, I'm going to go check check that stuff out. So, uh, yeah, so so that's really good to know that at least they're they're doing what they can to make sure that you know we're all safe and and uh, everything's sort of sanitized. So with that down, um, mm-hmm. let's talk about a movie that both you and I watched uh, earlier today. Yes. And that is uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Now, I, for one, really enjoyed it uh, even a lot more than I thought I was going to. I As think, did I. Yeah, the storyline was was much different than what I kind of anticipated, what I thought they were going to do. Mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job with it. Uh, what did you think of it? It was fun. And I was, I guess I was kind of, here's the thing, like Keanu Reeves at this point, he's like a huge A-lister now. He had no reason to like go back to Bill and Ted. The fact that he did and wanted to do this and you could tell they were having fun on set. Like you could tell that they were having fun with this movie. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was a good updated version of the old ones as well as a, well, where are Bill and Ted now? I really, I really liked it. It was yeah. really good. It, it was a fun movie. The special effects were were solid for what it was for such a small budget. And again, it was fun. All the tropes were there. Um, you know, they're two two likable dudes at a different time in their life, and I I enjoyed it. And there was a great cameo in there, and then there was a great um, yeah. I I just thought it was it was a solid movie. I mean, I'm I wasn't asking for a Bill and Ted three, but I'm glad we got it. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, by no means is this a perfect movie. It, it, it's not something that like hits it out of the park. It's not like not necessarily a must see. But as far as like there being like a part three to a movie that, you know, we haven't seen the characters in like 25 years, yeah. I, I think that they did a fantastic job. I mean, and, you know, uh, shout out to Alex Winter for, you know, being able to, to, to maintain that character to like to reprise it so perfectly i mean we we all kind of expected keanu to do what he does but alex winter like i mean i i really believed (laughs) i really believed that he was like really like that and um the the two actresses that played their daughters um yes mara weaving and bridget lundy uh bridget lundy payne who played billy and thea i think they (laughs) i think they were awesome yeah they were Yeah, so this was, for me, this was the kind of movie that, you know, if you go into it sort of embracing the silliness, you'll have a really good time with it. And I really liked, you know, without giving any spoilers, I really liked that there was like a twist. There was like this this part of the movie towards the end where you're just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, for for me, it checked all the necessary boxes and then it had a few surprises that were really enjoyable. You know, I really like death in this movie too. Like, you know, I I wish that there was more of him in it. I know, I was going to say, it was kind of a small role for him. Yeah, but I loved that, that, um, I, I love that sort of like recap of their falling out and sort of yeah. <laughs> sort of like what happened afterwards and like why they weren't talking to each other. Like that was a really funny moment. And I just kind of wish that they had done a little bit more with that character. But aside yeah. from that, I mean, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, fun fact, uh, so everybody knows here, uh, Bill and Ted has a post credit scenes. New Mutants does not, just so everyone knows. Right. That. So don't um, don't be waiting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, here's something cool though. Um, uh, Mark and I we just talked about it off air is uh, 
uh, Tosin Abasi from uh, Animals as Leaders actually did the guitar lick for the um, you know the air solo that the, right. the characters do, uh, which was a nice little touch there because uh, back in the old movies it was Stevie Vai who did that, and now you know we got the guy from Animals as Leaders who did that, so I thought that was a really nice touch to it. Yeah, yeah, it's always nice when like the the current generation kind of like you know yeah. gives a nod to to years past. And so that is a cool little fun fact. I actually learned a fun fact today too, and that is the actress that plays Thea, Samara Weaving. She is the niece of Hugo Weaving, which everybody knows oh, as Agent from okay. the Matrix. So you know, <laughs> like keeping it in the family, you know, like you yeah. know, I, I thought that was kind of a fun fact to, to find out. Yeah, no, like I said, you, you pretty much nailed it on the head there. It's not, like I said, it's a movie. It's an enjoyable movie. Nothing to, you know, for the cows to come home. It, it's it's a silly movie. Don't take it serious. If you can, if you enjoy the first two movies, you'll definitely enjoy this. There's no reason not to. Um, there are some touching moments, though. I mean, I'm not giving any spoilers away, but in the very beginning of the movie, we're like... They're kind of being told like, "Hey, we're do we're too old to be doing this and this, this and that," which is very relatable to a lot of you know a lot of you know dudes who like can't not the, not like I'm saying that they can't grow up, but like they're so into like the their passion that and they see that it's not really going anywhere. And there's right. this moment where Keanu is just like, "Is like, yeah, I got an offer for my guitar, and you know, and he goes and he goes, well, are you really gonna do that?" And like. I mean, that moment, my heart kind of sank a little bit because it's like they're coming to terms with their reality. They're coming to terms with their age. And it's just like, man, like there are like moments like that where it's just like, ooh, man, it kind of hits home a little bit. Like, wow, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that part kind of reminded me a lot of like Bad Boys for Life, you know, where, yeah. you know, these guys have been doing this for so long together. And what happens when one of them is like, well, I don't know if I should keep doing this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think it might be time to like stop that was a very similar you know like that that moment that scene was like very reminiscent of that and also very relatable as you know someone who has kind of been in that position I, i'm a former musician and there yeah. reached a you know there reached a point in my life where i was just like well should i really be still trying to do shows and <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean so <laughs> yeah so I, I i completely connected with that too so i, I know exactly what you mean yeah, so you know, like I said, there's moments like that, and it's just like, okay, you know, and of course, like, it's just amazing, like, you know, these characters haven't skipped a beat. It's been over, you know, 25, 30 years since we've last seen them, and it's just like, you know, it's still Bill and Ted. It's still their goofy selves. They're, you know, the BX to each other and dude, and like, you know, it's just the, the the silliness was still there. So you know, it's cool that like, you know, and, and you know, what's really nice about the movie that I was thinking to myself too is like that uh, they did have, you know, they, they got married, they had their families, but the, what's really cool is that they stayed friends all these years. They stayed right. together all these years. Even if even when their band fell apart, they still maintained their friendship. So it's really, it's just nice. Cause I, cause I still got friends in my life where it's like, yeah, they got their families and stuff, but we still hang out. I right. got other friends that, you know, they, that they had their families, they moved away. I don't see or, or even talk to them anymore. Like it was kind of nice to see that these guys who grew up together um also you know had their got married had their families but they still maintained their friendship and that was really a nice thing to see yeah it just, I, shows I that you can, it just shows that you can still keep your friendships even if you have your families right right my friends and i have a saying that like if you've been friends with somebody for more than 10 years they become family and yeah. so 
you know, you know, if this is actually, if if our real time is is along the same lines as theirs, and we're talking 25, 26 years, then they're no longer just buddies, they're brothers, you know? And so, you know, I, I can certainly relate to that because I have people in my life that I've known since the 80s and they're still in my life, you know, and it's, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's very special. It's very rare that you know you get that. But when when you do have those kind of friendships, you don't want to give them up. So that 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 part of it, I agree with. Was you know, I think that was pretty special. And another special moment to me, at least, was you know they um, they had George Carlin in there as yeah. you know, a short cameo. Of very Rick short Sardano. cameo, and it was it was early. It's not a spoiler because it was early on too. It was like yeah, one of the very first things they showed. Yeah, it's not central to the story or anything like that, but but they just have them in there briefly, and I thought that was a nice nod, a nice respectful, honorable nod to him, and, and it kind of made the movie that much better, all even though it was only like thirty seconds. Yeah. So yeah, I, I so so my consensus of uh, going back to New Moons real quick, I'd give that one about five out of ten, whereas I give Bill and Ted uh, eight out of ten, is my yeah. humble opinion here, and. I think Bill and Ted, I mean, I don't know what the box office numbers are looking like, but right now New Mutants is like projected like eight to 10 million. I don't know what, but the thing is, I have a feeling that Bill and Ted's going to make more money than New Mutants will. Yeah. Um, according to IMDb, uh, you know, the weekend's not out yet, but sort yeah. of the, the current box office numbers are showing it at number, it's showing it at the number three position. I think Unhinged is like a little bit ahead of it. Um, and I'm not sure what the number one film is right now, but but uh, but it's actually doing well, even you know, even in the select theaters in the in the box office numbers. Yeah. So you know, I, I think this movie is probably going to exceed everybody's expectations in terms of its earnings, yeah. and it might be that canary in the coal mine that we're actually looking for. Everybody's sort of looking to Milan for that, but yeah. I, I think it might actually be this movie. Yeah, not only that, but like, and we kind of touched base a little bit about it, but like. Honestly, this is probably not a good start to the box office right now, but I'm hoping that this is like a glimmer of hope that, hey, people are going to the movies, you know, so I'm hoping that other movies that are coming out will be like, okay, so there are people going to the movies, but do we are we ready yet? Do we want to like postpone or do you want to stand pat? So, so yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of interesting. We're really living in interesting times right now. I'm glad that I don't have too far to go to see a movie. Uh, I really wish New York State would reopen as far as theaters go. Same with California. Right. Um, I don't know what other states are so close, but as far as I know, New York, I know it's New York and California because John Campia <laughs> posted a vlog <laughs> his uh, his road trip to Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, good. I'm not alone. So I'm not the only crazy one driving across state borders to see a movie. Right. But that's a that's a really good sign. You know what I mean? Like I I I was one of the people that kind of thought that you know when theaters open, it would really be ghost town that nobody would want to go because of covid and that you know it would it would basically be like this harbinger of not necessarily the end of the theater uh industry but you know it would be this really like dark sign as far as like these theaters being able to hold on and it's yeah. nice to know that there are enough of us cinephiles out there that are willing to get in their car and drive across state lines to go see some of these movies and, and, and go out and support and kind of keep the industry yes. going so you know we knew that it would be sort of a slow ramp up as far as like once these theaters open 
that uh you know we knew the numbers would be low for obvious reasons yeah but i think that it's really good that they're at you know they're actually turning out to be a lot better a lot higher than than expected yeah i know i was just i was just a little surprised because the theater that i would i, I was expecting it to be packed honestly i mean scranton mm -hmm. pennsylvania is a you know it, it's, it's definitely not a small city it's probably it's probably what the third biggest city in in Pennsylvania, so you right. know, next to you know Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, I think Scranton's probably not part, you know. But um, I was I was expecting more people in there. They, again, I went I went on a 5:30 on a Saturday, so I thought for sure there would be a lot more people there. But like I said, there was like maybe six people there. But right. when I saw the numbers, eight to ten million, which I was like, okay, so that's not downright terrible. I mean, that's more than I was kind of expecting. And then we'll go back to John Camper real quick because uh, we got a little bit of time here. Sure. So he talked about this is like when the pandemic started. Remember that like the the, the CGI trolls movie, the uh, you know the, the, the world tour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that movie put out 20 million on its um you know first weekend there. And John Camper was talking about like I, mean, I know it doesn't sound a lot to you guys, but I think that's really impressive. Now to me that seems more impressive because. New Mutants is projected to finish eight to ten million, whereas Trolls started off with twenty million, not going in the theater. So I'm, right. so I just feel like Disney kind of screwed the pooch on this one, where I think they should have put New Mutants on video on demand. I think it probably would have made a little more money, or at least put both VOD and theater, kind of like what Bill and Ted did. Right, right, and and who knows? I mean, I, I I'm sure that those conversations had you know probably taken place but we all know how theaters feel about day and date releases you yeah. know they don't like to do it often and so uh, it's i know that you know like we discussed a few minutes ago there was there was a, a contractual obligation to yeah. release new mutants in whatever capacity but it had to had had to have a theatrical release so i think that they're not necessarily concerned with how well it does because Disney spent no money on this movie. I know. You know, it, it's a it's a post. You know, I mean, it was it was and done. And I hate Fox seeing merger. the 20th Century Studios logo. And I hate it. It's the second time I've seen it, and I'm not over it yet. I saw it. So when I saw the um, the, the CGI Saint Bernard movie, the uh, Call of the Wild. Shout out mm -hmm. to Matt Farden who was in that movie. Um, again, 20th Century Studios. It's I'm still not used to seeing it. I'm still used to seeing 20th Century Fox. So right. this is the second movie I've seen where I see the 20th Century Studios logo, and it's just right. like, oh, it's still, it's still kind of hard to Like sing, single tear comes down. It's like, oh, the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, this is not 20th Century. It's like, it's not. It's Disney. Like, it's right. <laughs> you know? I just but, feel like it's not really, it's not a good disguise. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, you know, here's a question. Yes. Now should now now we know that that when Dark Phoenix came out, it performed so poorly and it and it was critically panned, and we know that Disney had the reaction of like, well, there's no reason to keep Fox open then, you know, yeah. like that was sort of the nail in the coffin as far as like keeping Fox open as a separate house. Um, yeah. Do you think that the do you think that the situation would have been any different if they had released New Mutants? instead of dark phoenix at that time because we know we know that it was finished at the time I, that's the thing i feel like and we we kind of predicted this I, mm -hmm. I mentioned on our show that that um dark phoenix may be the reason why new mutant is gonna fail right i feel like this it's true i right. feel like i really feel like new mutants was really derailed 
not only by the postponements and the merger, but Dark Phoenix. And again, I liked Dark Phoenix. I, I'm not going to defend the movie, but I liked it. But this movie, I feel like, honestly, I like Dark Phoenix more than I like New Mutants, if you want my honest opinion. Wow. But like, yeah. I hate yeah. I hated Dark Phoenix. I hate it. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you're gonna, you're not gonna like yeah. New Mutants. So I'm just yeah. warning you right now. So I just feel like New. I really feel like Dark Phoenix is really is the one that kind of like derailed. That. And again, this is coming off Apocalypse, which I didn't like. Right. So I feel like these last like these these last three X Men movies, you know, ever since I feel like Logan was like the was like the way to end it. And then right. that would yeah, they should have capped it with that one. That yes, would have been exactly. the, the best way to go out. That would have been the best way to go out, exactly. Dark Phoenix, again, oh, I feel like derailed New Mutants quite a bit. And now and now we're obviously seeing the results. So Yeah, that's a shame. But uh, to segue into the next topic, I mean, you know, now that New Mutants has sort of finally had its day, you know, had its, had its due, you know, what are some other movies that, you know, you're going to be looking forward to. I know that Tenant is high on both yes. of our radars, but are, is there anything else out there that's coming out soon that you're yes. sort of chomping at the bit that where you're just like, I got to see this in the theater? Uh, Kingsman comes out September 18th. I, okay. I, if, if, if the, the time and the money's there, I'm probably going to make that trip again. Now that I've done this trip, I know where to go. It's an easy right. trip for me. I want to see, I've always wanted to see Kingsman. I, even though I hate the second Kingsman movie, this one looks still looks great to me. I would probably go drive to see it, and but it's, that's not like my number one. That's just like the next one that's coming out. Right. For me, right now, the two number, the, it's neck and neck for me. But number ones for me, Wonder Woman eighty four and No Time to Die. I really, really pray right now that it happens because mm -hmm. I really want to see these in the theater. Right. Right. I think for me, I agree with you on that Wonder Woman eighty four. Obviously. You know, you can see the thing behind me here. You know, I'm I'm a super fan. I'm a huge fan of Wonder Woman. Probably the best part of the DCEU. I'm really looking forward to the continuation of that story. I want to see what Patty Jenkins does, you know, with the character. I want to see how Steve Trevor comes back. And so I, I really think that that is going to be one of those movies that is going to be better translated in a theater versus like a VOD situation. Yeah. So I'm most looking forward to that. But I'm also looking forward to Dune, which which comes out at the end of the year. And yeah. I'm hearing all of these things about, you know, it's not budging, but um, but they're scrambling to sort of make sure that it's completed. There by, have been talks, but it day. hasn't been uh, hasn't been made ever since. You know how obviously Warner Brothers just made right. all the layoffs and stuff. Right. So now they're in talks of right now, what are we going to do with Dune? What are we going to do with Godzilla versus Kong? There's, right. There are rumblings right now, but nothing confirmed. But as right. of right now, uh, Wonder Woman still solidified for October. And No Time to Die and Dis Disney Pixar Soul is still solidified for November. I hope they happen. My, my only worry is I, I have a feeling that Warner Brothers is looking at these new mutants numbers. And they're like, mm, I don't know if we should do it. So that's what worries me. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think uh, you know a much bigger factor, particularly with Dune, is that uh, Denis Villeneuve, I think, is is how you pronounce his name. Forgive yeah. me if I'm butchering his name. I mean, he actually came out recently and said that the movie's not done, and that they're actually um, on a like basically it's a race against time to get it done because they really want to keep that date, and so that's the part that worries me. I would rather them take their time 
and make and give us the movie that we expect, even if they have to push it back three months, six months. Yeah. You know, they they've really built this up to be this grand epic. And I would hate for them to cut corners just to make sure that it comes out in November. And so, you know, I, I'm you know, that's my biggest fear, much a much bigger fear than than for any of these films to get pushed back because of COVID or, or, or any other sort of environmental factors. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, I mean, we had to start somewhere and who knew Mew Moons was going to be the movie to kind of kick things off. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically unhinged, right? Because unhinged came out, what, what, like a week, two weeks ago. And, um, you know, it hasn't been, I mean, I think it's been performing well, but I think the critics are not liking it, you know, basically saying that, you know, it's, it's not a very well scripted movie that, you know, that Russell Crowe is great in it, but it's just not very well written. Um, I was excited for that movie until I kind of heard that. And now I'm just like, well, maybe I should wait on that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, we're gonna wrap up the show, but we can't wrap it up without talking about uh, the, the the tragic tragedy that happened yeah. on Friday. Um, as everyone knows already, uh, we lost a phenomenal actor in in Chadwick Boseman on Friday uh, after a four year battle to cancer. Unbelievable, and and the fact that he kept that um, so under wraps, he he kept it quiet from from you know almost everyone during that time I, I i think it's incredibly heroic that uh that he didn't you know that he didn't kind of um use that as a as as a, as a means of you know getting sympathy or you know slowing slowing down his pace or anything like that and um the fact that he gave us like one of my favorite movies i mean i'm wearing the shirt right now you know yeah. like you know, something that was a, a cultural phenomenon. Like he actually gave us a fantastic performance while, you know, going through chemotherapy and going through yeah. surgeries and, and stuff like that. And the thing like that's that. amazing I mean, too that no one's talking about is like during, like obviously like this was from four, four years he was battling this. Well, during that four years, look what he put out. Civil War, Black Panther, and and, and he was swole, he was jacked. He was like, exactly. Like, how did he maintain that ripped body you know, and doing chemo and everything else, like, wow. Yeah, and I mean, just, yeah, not just Black Panther, but I mean, you look at, you know, the Five Bloods, 21 Bridges, yeah. uh, you know, Get On Up, like, you know, he had no um, signs, uh, you know, no outward signs that anything was wrong. And so, you know, uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it's a tremendous loss, you know, not only to the film community, but to the comic book, you know, community, to, you know, nerd culture in general. I mean, yeah. this is, this is, um, you know, I'm definitely feeling this one personally, and I know, I know a lot of I people are too. Black Panther fan, I know. Yeah, absolutely. I just remember, like, well, I'm just going. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So when Civil War first came out, and I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, after rewatching Civil War, I really don't think it's that great of a movie. But the best. I remember walking out of the theater saying the best part of Civil War was Black Panther. Yes. And then I think that's kind of what helped the Black Panther movie because I think everyone was excited for that character. And then lo and behold, Black Panther comes out and makes a billion dollars. But right. Man, I just remember like you know walking out of the civil war like man he was the best part of that movie so then i went back and like watched his other movies like 
I didn't realize that he played Jackie Robinson. I didn't realize, I mean, that he wasn't a household name yet, but I did see the movie uh, 42, which is a great movie. He played Jackie Robinson. I feel like, and he didn't get enough credit for it because Harrison Ford is the one that got the nomina- uh, Academy Award nomination, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, he didn't get it, which is a travesty because I thought he was phenomenal as Jackie Robinson. Again, if you're a sports fan, everybody knows who Jackie Robinson is. And of course, um, I'm proud to say this as a Syracuse native that uh, Chadwick Boseman was also in the movie that was filmed in Syracuse years ago, well over a decade, decade ago, called The Express, right. which was about uh, Heisman winner um, Ernie Davis. Uh, so uh, Chadwick Boseman, who was not famous at the time, he was kind of an up-and-coming name, he played Syracuse legend Floyd Little, who I met before, by the way. But yeah, he was in Syracuse uh, and played Floyd Little. Uh, in the movie The Express years ago, Mark, you have to go back. You have to w- watch this movie. I'm definitely gonna gonna be watching that. I- I'll probably um, spend probably the the, be- the better part of this week watching his entire you know filmography, if you know if I can. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm watch Twenty One Bridges tomorrow. I- I've wanted to see that movie. It's been, I keep putting off, keep putting. Well, now I'm making a priority. I'm gonna watch Twenty One Bridges either today or tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, shout out to to some of the other uh, actors that have sort of helped him along the way. Uh, I was reading a little bit about him today and, and discovered that Felicia Rashad from The Cosby Show uh, yeah. played uh, Claire Huxtable. She was one of his professors in college. Like she taught a drama oh. class. She's one of his instructors. And? And that you know this story. Yes, so, I know this. So he got accepted to a summer program at Oxford, but he couldn't mm-hmm. afford to go. And so she kind of uh, enlisted the aid of some of her friends to sort of yep. fund his, uh, uh, sort of fund his uh, expenses for that program. One of whom is your favorite actor. Yes. I knew about this. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I just thought that that was such an interesting piece of trivia. And, you know, what a great way for Denzel to, to sort of pay it forward and look how it paid off, you know, sort yes. of gave, you know, he's responsible for sort of giving the world, uh, you know, a, a really great actor, someone who's really committed to the craft and someone who brought one of my favorite superheroes to life. And so, you know, that's another reason that that I think Denzel's awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're. Again, I'm just, you know, I'm going to, and like I said, here's the, I won't go back to get on, get on up. The one thing, okay, listen, I'm not going to say it's good as like, it's definitely not as good as like straight out of Compton or even, um, uh, Ray. But one thing I loved about, um, get on up is that it was honest because it didn't exactly paint James Brown in the positive light because James Brown has a record of all these arrests and, and domestic violence and stuff. So they did not take that stuff out. They had that in the movie. And of course, what way to, to open? The movie opens with the bathroom incident from 1993. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, they opened up the movie with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, get on up, man. It's another one everyone should check out because uh, if you're a James Brown fan, you got to check it out. On top of that, like I said, the movie is honest it's not it's not painting i mean it, it, it talks about his accomplishments yes but it doesn't paint james brown in in the positive way it's honest so that's one thing i can appreciate about that movie right right and i agree i, I like get on up a whole lot um another movie that uh, i don't think he gets a ton of credit for you know because his role wasn't 
you know, he wasn't the lead in this movie, but the five bloods, yes. now, you know how I feel about that movie. I, I love everything about it. Yeah. It's good. And, um, you know, his role is, is, it's not a small role. It's not like it's a cameo, but he yeah. definitely wasn't the lead in it. He's like in a lot of the flashbacks, Flashback, yeah. but the, but they were, but they were powerful scenes, particularly that last sort of scene where he's sort of, you know, I don't know if I should really get, get into it, but I don't think that it really destroys the narrative, but there's a, yeah. there's a powerful scene with him and Del, Delroy Lindo where Delroy kind of feels Delroy's character kind of feels uh, uh, tremendous guilt. And so, you know, it's it's uh, an incredibly poignant scene. I think that that he really um, did his part to deliver in that. And it, it, I don't think that he gets enough credit for 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 that. So anybody who hasn't seen that movie, it's on Netflix. I highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I enjoyed it. I, I loved it. It was uh, definitely it was, it's definitely worth the watch. So, yeah, I mean, to wrap this all up, I mean, we I. It's, it's tragic. It really is. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't shocked by the news when you told me because, I, as some people may know, there were pictures of um, Chadwick a few months ago. Right. And uh, he didn't look healthy. I didn't, I had no idea it was cancer, but he didn't look healthy. And I was, yeah. like, I was worried about him. And then, so when the news struck, I, I wasn't, I was saddened, but I wasn't shocked. I was it, shocked. Because I thought that, um, you know, I saw the pictures just like you did a few months ago and he was very, you know, he, he was emaciated, uh, didn't look in particularly good health, but I thought that it, he was doing that for a role maybe, you know, like, uh, you know, we've seen other actors do that, Christian Bale, um, Edward Norton, um, you know, a few other actors, you know, come to mind, Donnie Wahlberg. Um, so, you know, we've seen actors kind of emaciate themselves to sort of, uh, get this dramatic look for a part. And I, I really just kind of um, just put it to that. Like, oh, you know, there must be some movie coming out where he plays yeah. someone who's that thin. And, uh, you know, I, it never occurred to me that he might be sick. And um, yeah, so when I, when I heard the news, I immediately thought it was a rumor. I thought, yeah. you know, I, I, took to, I took to Google immediately to just see if it was like a hoax or some kind of fake story. And, you know, it, I saw multiple reports and then I, I was crestfallen after that. Yeah, no, I understand. And it's just like, uh, to the way I honestly feel was like, I mean, Black Panther was obviously his break, big breakthrough, but like I, it just felt like his career was just getting started. Yeah. No, yeah. like, like after Black Panther come out, I'm like, all right, he's gonna be, you know, we're, I can't wait to see, you know, what's what's gonna lead next and all these, you know, and just, and you know, and Black Panther still feels like a, you know, it's still a relatively new movie. And it's just like, it's just, it's just gone too soon. And I've heard nothing. And for the record, I'm just gonna say right now. I mean, I've heard nothing but good uh, outside. Hollywood and his movies, I've heard nothing but good things about him. Yeah, yeah, that, I, the same, the same. I, you know, no one really ever spoke a bad word about him. Like I said, he was very committed to the yeah. work itself. And he was, his, like you said, his his star was beginning to rise. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's sad because I, I really think that he would have been, uh, you know, a much, not that he wasn't already a big star, but I think that he, you know, would have been uh, a much, he would have been an even bigger star had yeah. he been. He had much know, more to give. Yeah, much more 
you know, on the on the horizon for him. So, you know, to sort of close this out, you know, I I, I for one, I'm definitely going to miss, uh, you know, miss him and and, uh, and and I look, you know, not look forward to, but, you know, I'll just continue to sort of look back at some of the great movies that he's done, some of the great TV even that he's done and, uh, and, and just uh, keep his memory alive that way. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. I'm going to, my outro is going to be a little bit different. Obviously it's just, you know, we, you know, Chadwick Boseman, you know, we, we, you're in a better place now. I'm glad you're not suffering anymore. And, uh, you know, thank you for all your hard work and for, you know, entertaining us and, ins- and inspiring everybody with the movies that you've done. And it's just, it's just you know, you're going to be missed. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, before before we go, we you know we ask you to please like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell. You know, let everybody know, let all your friends know about about Nerd Cage Live. We, you know, we we appreciate the support, and you know, I would see from you know from Syracuse to Louisville to all of our friends and fans world at Nerd Cage Live. Please enjoy life, uh, love each other, stay safe, be excellent to each other, and good night. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! Ah!